This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Amanda Maggard. Uh, Amanda is CEO of two Advent Health Hospitals and has had a wonderful leadership career. We're going to talk to her today about leadership, about Advent Health, about how she prioritizes this coming year, and, and a lot more. Amanda, can you take a moment, tell us about yourself, and tell us about Advent Health. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to join you today, Scott. Uh, It's great to be here, and we've definitely had an interesting last year. It's nice to um, just have a chance to sit down and talk about one of the fun things, which is leadership. Um, So as you said, my name is Amanda Maggard. I'm the CEO for Advent Health Dade City and Advent Health Zephyr Hills, which is just outside of the Tampa Bay area. I've been in healthcare for almost 20 years, and all of that time been with Advent Health. I actually started as a summer intern. Uh, They have a a wonderful internship program, which I'll probably reference a little bit later on. And then they hired me out of college and basically have been with the organization ever since. So uh, it's been a pleasure. I've been out here in my role for about four and a half years. And uh, in addition to being a healthcare CEO, I'm also a wife and a mom of two young boys. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. Congratulations on everything, um, the eight and the five-year-old and, and the family number one. So, so talk about this, it, that Advent Health has grown tremendously over the last bunch of years. Um, you know, and, and a lot of A-plus leaders, one of the things you talk, when you talk to Advent Health throughout the different system, it's, it, Terry Shaw does a wonderful job of it not being about Terry Shaw. There are so many great emerging leaders throughout the organization. How do you build, and, and I, I think Advent Health has a, tell me the number of hospitals in the Advent Health system today. I don't want to misspeak. Uh, yeah, around. absolutely. Well, we are a growing organization, so I know we have more than 50 hospitals. Um, I don't think I could quote you the exact amount because we're growing, as I said, um, but we have more than 50 hospitals across the country um, and then other healthcare entities spanning the continuum, including skilled nursing, physician offices, urgent care, home health, et cetera. But, but the 50 was the number that came to my mind, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't mistaken. That's the one that was really like you lead on that. But that's people, I don't think people realize how large an organization and how effective an organization Advent Health has become and is. And talk about leadership development, leadership training. And, and I have the pleasure of getting to visit with so many Advent Health leaders. It, it's like talking to an organization like Oscar Health that's developed lots of different leaders. Mm-hmm. How did that come to be Advent, Advent Health? What do you attribute the growth of the leadership sort of HCA does a great job of this, numbers does a great job of this. How has Advent Health done that? Sure. Well, you know, we are um, fortunate to be in an organization that is financially stable and growing. And I would credit the Advent Health executives probably 25 to 30 years ago that realized that we didn't just need financial resources in order to be able to continue to grow as an organization, but we needed to have leadership talent that was intentionally trained and developed. Um, So as hospitals were built or acquired, we had leaders who were ready to go and and lead in those markets. So 25 to 30 years ago, Advent Health began uh, an internship and residency program. And at that time, it was primarily focused on financial or administrative roles, you know, geared towards that CFO or CEO um, at the end of the day. And then, you know, now over these last 
30 years, it has just grown exponentially. Um, Advent Health now has a leadership institute that has both internship and residency programs, but those residency programs span from accounting to supply chain to IT um, to physician enterprise because we recognize that there's a need for strong leaders um, in, in all of those areas of our organization that are growing. So really systematically built, it, it, it originally an internship and residency program, but really a leadership training institute, almost in, in the old line days you used to hear about, you know, when I was growing up, I'm much older than you are, how IBM, GE had built leadership institutes. And you've seen mm-hmm. now Intermountain's done this, some other institutions have done this as well. I mean, more and more in healthcare than ever before, but, but really a focused effort on building a, a leadership training and in, in program in an internship and residency program. And it, and it shows because then you end up with leaders throughout the system. You can't have 50 hospitals without having lots of great leaders to lead those hospitals and lead those institutions at, at every level. And I, and I talk to the people in charge of whether it's supply chain in Advent Health or leadership in clinical areas. And, and it's really a broad depth for leadership program. Any other things you've learned about leadership or that you would give, what advice would you give to an emerging leader what would you tell your eight or five year old when they want to become leaders that they should be thinking about as leaders as the, you know, when they're 20 years from now? Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, I, I have had the opportunity to mentor a few folks um, and, and different topics come up. I think about an individual who I'm mentoring right now, she's going through the residency program as a manager and we talk about a whole variety of things from personal and how do you balance that as, you know, a wife and, and future mom and career um, to career planning. And where do you go? Or do you move for an opportunity or do you stay? Um, some of the advice that comes to mind that I think about is building relationships is really important. So doing great work is important and building relationships with people across the organization is important too. Um, you know, your, your work is a part of it in terms of growing in your career. Exposure is a part of it. Um, and, and building, building those networks is really critical. Um, the other thing that I shared and I, that I would share with my boys too, is life is too short, not to love your job. And that comes through no matter what you do, if you're a leader, or if you don't end up growing a leadership path, um, you find something that you enjoy and get fulfillment out of doing, knowing that not every day you're going to come home and, and love how that day went for you. But overall, you're, you're going to be so much more effective in your role and your life is going to be so much more fulfilling if you align what you enjoy um, with what you do in your eight to five. So this piece of advice, and when we get off the phone, I'll share it with my uh, one of my o- older children who's trying to figure all these mm-hmm. things out. He's uh, doing a magnificent job as a consultant at a large firm. But you, the, the, the second thing you said, I think, was just fantastic. The, the first one as well. It's relationships plus great work. So whatever you're doing, you've got to build relationships throughout the organization and do great work. Mm-hmm. Second, life is too short not to enjoy what you do. And and there's obviously not every day is perfect, but it's um, but but you ultimately have to enjoy what you're doing and find fulfillment in it because it's a big part of your life. And no matter you know, you know unless you're making so much money, you could quit in three weeks. You, you better love what you're doing. You're probably doing it for the longer than most of us are. Yep, absolutely. It, it, it take a moment, Amanda, when you look at 2022, um, what are the big priorities for this year? What, what do you see as the big priorities? 
Well, I think um, absolutely our number one priority is stabilizing our workforce. Um, I know a number of different industries could say the same thing, particularly in healthcare, the amount of turnover that we're seeing, um, the amount of open positions. Um, we have, we've got to figure out a way to reduce our turnover, to engage our team, and to try to um, recruit and attract talent in a more strategic way. And I know it's not just us. It's not just my hospitals. It's not just our, our state. It's across the company. I mean, across the country, I should say. Um, so that's our, our most important priority. Um, the next is uh, we're looking at health inequities in our community. Um, Advent Health, I'm, I'm really proud of the work that we're doing in drilling in and getting data for each of the communities where we have a hospital and really looking at the data to show where do we have health inequities and asking each of our hospital facilities to put together a work plan that will address health inequities in their specific community. That will be another area of focus for us. Um, I'm also excited to get back into more of our strategic growth and development, including for us locally, um, looking at my hospital's 10-year campus master plan and vision. Um, COVID has thrown us you know, these last couple of years, I feel like we've been going back and forth between emergency management mode, a little bit of strategy, emergency management mode, a little bit of strategy. And I think now that we're getting past um, Omicron, uh, I'm looking forward to being able to focus much more on strategic growth and development and getting my team there as well. Um, developing our leaders continues to be important for us. Um, as well as we've got a big and exciting lift later this year. We're implementing EPIC in all of our hospitals here in West Florida in the fourth quarter. Fantastic. So I, I love this. Obviously, first and foremost, and everything across all fronts is just workforce issues and staffing issues and making sure you're staffed appropriately and have the people you need to cure them. Uh, second is a focus across the system and at each hospital on health inequities and health equity. Uh, and third, getting back to sort of bigger planning, bigger strategies. Where do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to be in two years? Those kinds of things that have been a little bit disrupted by the pandemic, where it's hard to focus on things when you're taking care of the crises that we're at and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, is, uh, is uh, fantastic. Um, Amanda, I, I, I love these thoughts, both the work ones, leadership relations plus great work, and life's too short not to enjoy what you do. And then the priorities and this idea of Aside from staffing and health inequity, which is front and center, is getting back to some strategic planning and where we're going and so forth. Um, I, I think just fantastic. I, I want to thank you. Anything else, Amanda, thank that you, you that's top of that's top of mind for you that you'd like to share with the audience today? You know, I think you talked about leadership and how the role of a leader is changing in, in this time. And I think that um Leaders have to strengthen and get even better at the soft stuff. You know, our, our labor market is so competitive. And what all of our teams have been through is so emotionally raw from this pandemic over the last couple of years that I think effective executives have to become even stronger at engaging team members in that interpersonal way. And we've got to be nimble. You know, I think that's another thing we've learned over these last two years is be ready to make decisions quickly and then pivot and adapt if uh, it's not 100% right or if external circumstances require. So those are a couple of other skill sets that I think are really important for leaders to think about. 
Fantastic. I mean, this concept, it's so different than, you know, um, the old days of leadership where people thought of patrician command and control leadership and Mm. such a a model that's not the right model today at all. And and so much more about this whole mix of talents, of, of skills, of people skills. You know, it was sometime 10, 20 years ago where emotional intelligence became part of the regular dialogue of leadership mm-hmm. and it's it's a fascinating thing because now of course you know it, it, after me unfortunately decades in the workforce you probably a couple decades in the workforce not so <laughs> many decades as me but it, but it's amazing how clear it's become that this emotional intelligence these soft skills the way of dealing with people is much more important than a command and control task list because the tendency might yeah. be better do them or to shoot them it's just it's a very different world and, and in a lot of ways, a much better world, but the, the soft skills, the flexibility, so, so important. I, I love the thoughts on relationships plus great work. Life is too short, not do what you want to do. The soft skills as well as the hard skills, that almost goes with the relationships plus great work. And then the flexibility, resilience, and so forth. Uh, Amanda, always, always so, so great to get a chance to visit with you. Such great insight and such a great professional. Uh, thank you for taking the time to visit with us at the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. You're welcome. Thanks again, Scott.